Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Prep Talk podcast, hosted by Not Really Mad, filled by Max and Pete's Flips. Today, we are here talking about uh, Amazon United and ASD. A few of us went, and we're going to recap it for you with some lessons learned, what we felt uh, were the big takeaways, that sort of thing. So um, why don't we just go around and kind of share, like, which events we went to for context. Uh, not really mad, Max. What, uh, which ones did you go to? I just went to Amazon United because I had a panic attack and I canceled my flight to ASD. So <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> we should, let's, just, let's just get into that right now. So my boy orders an absolute shitload of product, has a panic attack, and then two weeks later is ordering more of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I ordered a lot and then it was like the biggest single, it was like the deepest I've ever gone on a single ace and, and it was a little late, I'll admit. I mean, it was it ended up all right, but like, I saw you guys, sw- I like missed out on this giant wave. Like the, what are the first like five days of the month you guys did like five to like 10 K days. It was just yeah. ridiculous. And I was sitting here doing like 2,500, three grand, which is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not seven, eight, nine. I'm getting hitting the group chat, Jonathan. Bro, I just sold like 200 units in one day. I'm like sitting here. So anyway, I hopped on the thing. <laughs> I hopped on the train late and I listed them FBM and they just weren't moving. And I was like, bro. So it ended up working out fine. But I, yeah, I had a panic attack. I was spamming Peter and Max. I was texting them, calling them. They like stopped responding after like five hours. And the guy, dude, just used to sit it, bro. I was like, bro. Uh, bro max you had me tweaking dude you had me tweaking out because like i remember afterwards after you called me and peter the first time i was like oh my god we're all so screwed like we're all going broke like i I had to pull all the tricks on you too i had to have my mother-in-law call you a bitch yeah once that (laughs) happened i i booked my flight and hotel that like nah you can (laughs) i was like i was like no way no way pete's mother-in-law is calling me a bitch yeah i shouldn't cancel i shouldn't have canceled you shouldn't have canceled. That was a mistake. All right, Kat, where did uh, which ones did you go to? I went to ASD and I went to Amazon United because I I overcame my panic attack. And yeah, you're about the culture. You're about the culture. I went I went to both as well. It, they were both awesome. Um, why don't we just break down ASD? So ASD um, is more of a trade show, not really Amazon focused, um, but tons of Amazon folks go there. They try and you know create wholesale relationships, um, that sort of thing. And Matt and Kat and I, we, we walked the floor um, on, on like the pre-day. And then we also did, you know, the next couple of days. Um, what did you feel were like takeaways from, from that experience? Um, one, if you are going to ASD, don't write that you are an Amazon seller on your name <laughs> tag. Write that you are a retailer. Soft open. Yeah, just because, I mean... Once people see Amazon seller, like once a wholesaler sees, oh, Amazon sellers, like, dude, they literally have signs outside of their tents, or not tents, their their boots that say, we do not serve Amazon sellers. So like, you're you're literally just going to be cutting out like half of the, uh, half the market there. Um, Other than that, like, you kind of got to go into it knowing what you want to look for. Um, I know you and I went there more so for a learning experience, um, just because- Wholesale is probably a big reality next next year, like early next year after Q4. Um, but yeah, I mean, go in there, know know what vendors are going to be there, know which ones you want to go up to and talk to, and um, pretty much like come prepared and like know know your stuff because 
if you don't, it's like you're gonna get ex- you're gonna get kind of like exposed a little bit. Well, and I think like having your pitch rehearsed ahead of time was a big t- takeaway. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm a you know, I'm an e-commerce store out of you know the Midwest. Like, so it's a warm open. You sound like you know what you're talking about. We got to remember that like the barrier to entry on Amazon is so low that like a lot of like new sellers will just hop in there not knowing anything about the Amazon platform and try and pitch value to somebody that like, isn't, you know, they don't, they have no value to offer. They don't know how the platform works. And so how can you start a relationship that way? It's like anything else you need to, you need to give actual value, say that their listings are bad saying that you can, you know, buy a bunch of product, whatever the case may be before you go and you like try and seal a deal. Um, I saw some people doing that and I, I was like, maybe we should start an OA, learn the platform, then get into wholesale. It's an easier launching path than going straight into dropping like a 10 K PO, um, right off the bat. And yeah, then business think- cards were important too. Sorry, go ahead, Max. No, I was just gonna say, I think that like, there's a big difference between a hustler and a businessman. And I think, you know, a lot of people start off OA retail arbitrage as kind of hustlers and just flipping things. And then you get to wholesale, like the wholesale distributors, like they don't want to deal with someone who's unprofessional, not going to text them back, not going to place a lot of orders, not going to spend a lot, terrible communication. Like, and I think that's kind of like the hustler people may not really care about their reputation. Like I just get to a, as many, you know, get to a bag as quickly as possible, whatever I got to do to get some money versus like a businessman is like, all right, has like SOPs in place is really doing this, you know, writing a check, doing whatever professional cares about their business professional relationships and so I just think probably a lot of distributors are sick and tired of dealing with people like just trying to make a quick flip when they want actual relationships. If they're yeah. going to spend their time bringing you into the system and all that. So. Well, and that's, that's where you saw like the big dogs in the space, like Corey and Sawyer, they had a list of products they wanted to find. So when they saw a price point, they knew if it was going to work before they had the conversation. So like, okay, it's this item is $5. I know that'll work. Write the check. Like it's done rather than, oh, let me go check seller amp real quick and see what I need to hit off this random unit. And so that's like, it also gives you this, um, it gives you a mission. If you're just wandering around these trade shows, it's not going to be a productive use of time. So if I have 10 products that I want to find, then I can measure against how I'm doing. I can locate the ones that I want to go after because there's a lot of fluff. Like, I mean, Danny was looking at all the swords and stuff. Like there's a lot of fluff at those shows, those shows. Yo, those swords were a good price, though. I'm not going to lie. No ship. I, I mean, you probably <laughs> you would have really struggled with TSA getting those back. But, um, um, yeah, the, the guy was not willing to play ball with Danny. No. Um, oh, Danny goes, how mu- oh, yeah, how much are these swords? The guy goes, oh, nah. Nah, I, I, you ship these? Nah, you can just get them home yourself. Like, dude, he was yeah. such a, he was such a, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was not playing ball. But yeah. – kind of transitions into like a good like secondary like the networking at ast or not even network i do i don't like that word i don't know why i used it but um the relationships like cat like how did you like what were the highlights like what did you what did you feel like you took away um definitely one of the biggest highlights was waking up with steven's face like right in my face on night two (laughs) um and um actually morning morning two and then actually morning one um i woke up to Peter in my face going, who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> he creeps up on me. He creeps up on me. Who's going to carry the boat? Imagine waking up to that just in your mitt. Who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> so uh, those are two of my highlights. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think definitely building relationships with people, 
that we could, you know, more experienced sellers than us because we, we came from, you know, zero to, we literally went zero to a hundred and, and for three, three months. So having somebody with a little more experience, give us more insight. It was a huge learning opportunity for us in general, as people might've went to wholesale now, but we started in OA, they started in OA. And now we're going to be able to learn from them and see the steps that they took to get to from OA to wholesale and avoid the mistakes that they made because we got to communicate and, you know, build relationships with them. And even now, like we're on, we're on zooms with, uh, with Nick, we're on zooms with, with Steven, we're on zooms with, um, Sawyer, uh, Sawyer. We're on zooms with Keith last night. Like all that stuff is really, is really starting to come to fruition as we built those relationships. We built that, I mean, that, that network yeah. that can help us and benefit us. Well, and I think that it, it gets into a good point about like the people that were building those relationships. You're not networking. You're building a relationship for the long run. You know, you're just existing. You're offering value. Maybe it's helping someone maintain momentum when you throw a box pick or whatever it is. Um, you then go to these, you know, these shows and you cement the relationship because then it's real. Like when I, when I first saw Max at, uh, in New Jersey, it was kind of like it was a weird moment because it was like we've been talking to each other for like three four and five months and then now it's in real life so it was it was kind of it added depth to the relationship rather than just showing up on like twitter and text messages but it took a long time for this group to build to the point where like that could happen and like you just hit the ground running yeah yeah, I was uh, thinking about this the other day. Like, I really, you know, sometimes I get down. Like, I know we were talking before, and I think, like, you know, last month I did, you know, just under 85K, and Peter was like, oh, yeah, I know. I love what you talk about a junior at 85K. Like, that's a bad month. And, you know, compared to, the, like, these guys are falling over here 100 plus. I was, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But, um, <laughs> and it made me realize, like, wow. Like, I'm actually starting to train one of my boys. And just thinking about getting from day zero to where I'm at now, dude it was a lot of work to get here like don't get me wrong like it was totally worth it but man there were some times where it definitely tested me and that kind of keeping that in the frame you know makes it a little easier to realize like all right like i've already come this far like i can get to where i want to go yeah i can probably i i would honestly say getting from here to a quarter million a month is going to be easier than zero to yeah 50k a month but and honestly i might actually stand on that yeah, no, I think it is because like, it's, well, especially when you consider the relationships that were built at the shows, you then, you know, you trade things that, you know, I mean, it's not like a trade, but then they share things that they know and it just compounds. And then you just have all of this great information that like allows you to avoid mistakes. Because I mean, I, I've been avoiding a lot of mistakes that I may have made previously. Yeah, I yeah. think also, um. I, I might not agree with uh, Max on the 250 statement just because uh, Amex <laughs> did clip my limits this month. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, Eduardo's going to have to start playing ball with that. Uh, Bro, with I am – I mean, how, long story really short, just to fill the people in, um, as a lot of you guys know, I, I am in a nine-to-five. I'm getting my MBA, and I'm do, building up my Amazon store, but I paid my MBA tuition, and uh, – on my personal credit card. I should have just, I had the money in my bank account. I should have just paid, paid the cash. Um, and then I paid off my credit card right away, but it was close to my reconciliation date for my personal credit card. And the, like it caused my personal credit to shoot up 
my personal credit uses to shoot up and my credit score to shoot down. So my Amex limit actually got cut into a third from where it was. So um, my limit went from like 62K to like 20, 21K. So now I have to build that back up. Yeah. And then once yeah. I do that, though. You probably just have to wait a month. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the reality of it. Eight days. Eight days until my next credit card reconciliation and MX is going to. They're going to show some love. Yeah, they're going to play like, ball. But, like, you know, and that, that's stuff that I think a lot of people have to deal with. That's a huge constraint for a lot of people that, um, you know, if you didn't have a group of people just saying, hey, keep your sanity, it'll be fine. It's a short period yeah. of time. Like, it's more difficult. You might quit. You could quit. Yeah. I mean, dude, like I was, Pete, you know, I was beating myself up over it like all weekend. Yeah. Going back and forth, like tr trying to do something about it, but there's nothing really you can do until your credit score goes up and they report your credit to the credit bureaus and everything. So you, were, you I mean, biggest piece of advice I've probably heard this week was like, don't, don't stress yourself out over things you can't control. Do what, like stress yourself out over the things you can control and get them done. But so you can build in other areas. You can be focusing on your MBA right now. You can be focusing on your nine to five, do a quick sprint in that and then circle back. Yeah, um, you know, one, one stretch of like two to three weeks is not going to sink you if you just, you know, kind of stay persistent. Yeah. I think, uh, the credit thing's huge for sure. I'm right now I'm kind of in the same boat, honestly. So I'm transitioning out of personal credit. I should have done it from the beginning, but honestly, I was a clown. So I have two meetings with, I have a meeting with Chase this week and a meeting with Bank of America this week too. So hopefully we'll be able to work some stuff out because I have a little, I have a little sneaky link with, uh, with BOA Elena. So we'll see. <laughs> Wait, like on God? Oh, on God. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh my God, bro. I was about to go crazy. <laughs> I was about to be shook. That's, that's what you have to do, bro. You either have to, you have to either somehow filter your hinge profile to uh distributors if they have that <laughs> some distribution delete, delete your app first before you do it bank of america something like i'm just going for like bank loan officers that's it <laughs> i reverse engineer them that's what you should do if, you, if you're really listening if, if you're listening and you're a psychopath and you really want to get this down you got to go on uh, on linkedin and then find all the loan officers in your area and then find their instagrams and then follow them and then cold DM all of them and go start going on dates with them and start finding one a date that you can slip into the banking system for buying. So, so this leads in nicely to like the uh, what the Amazon United because <laughs> that was part of the the events there. Um, what do we feel about that? Like, what was how do we, how did the two compare? Which, which ones did you well, cat? Which ones did you prefer? Um, of between ASD and Amazon United. That's, that's that's a tough call just because i think i think i was more hyped to go to amazon united and the reason being are like the whole squad from the og group chat was pulling up like me you dre max mason minus, minus john um miles and then um you know steven steven and i sharing a bed as always um <laughs> <laughs> but that one was definitely more exciting. Um, I kind of knew what to expect from ASD just because like, it, it's a really popular event. But this was the first time that and it, we've, we've done Amazon United. So it was geared towards Amazon sellers. Um, it was geared towards net, or that building relationships or, or kind of concept. And, um, I met a lot of people there as well. 
and you know that every single person you talk to is going to be um, an Amazon seller. I think next year though, it's when February, when we go back to ASD, it'll definitely be ASD because I'll, I'll be looking for accounts. So um, that's kind of the main attributing factor. In that. I gotta decide if I wanna go to Vegas. Vegas is not the vibe for me. Oh, no, no. I don't, I don't enjoy Vegas. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I felt like United had so much more value because it was geared towards Amazon sellers. Um, I also think that like, and I say this occasionally, but like the paywall of like, you have to buy a ticket, like you're going to meet a lot of people that are super committed. Like they're not going to let a $200 ticket stand in their way of learning and growing. And like, there's value in that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I met a lot of really nice people. Um, I'm trying to think like what, else, what were the highlights of the show? I mean, Corey's presentation was really good about VAs. That was like a lot of value add for sure. Um, and Dude, it, was, everybody. it was so good that Steven went out and got a VA to swipe for him on hinge. Dude, there, there's like people on Instagram right now that are pitching that service. And I'm saying that's like Steven has created a business model for his VA. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> that VA is going to go to the, like, he's going to be the richest, he or she is going to be the richest VA in all of wherever they live. Probably. Is he, is he actually in his, like, doing cold outreach on Hinge? Yeah. Oh, dude, I talked to him the other day. He, he was, he, I think he's pretty serious about having his VA swipe on Hinge. I don't think Steven does stuff and like doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, dude, really like, he, he just does everything. The one thing I learned is like you might think Steven's joking, but Steven doesn't think Steven's joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing I was thinking we were planning to do like an in-person pod, but like one thing I did learn going to all these shows is like terrible <laughs> or was a pig. Um, is uh, for the YouTube or for the the podcast listeners, there's a YouTube visual that's interesting. Um, it's like how time, how valuable the time is. Like you, you either need to like really move with speed to accomplish like a recording or something, or it's just going to be a waste of time. Cause there's so many people there. It's, it's more worth like meeting everybody. Like the, the amount of game that was exchanged, uh, like lifted limiting beliefs at me for me, like at both were, was crazy. Like sites I never would have ordered from. I was called stupid for not that sort of thing. Have you guys, yeah. have you guys ever, um, Sorry, this was just on the top of my head. Okay. Have you guys ever had like the uh, the idea in your mind, like you're in a competition with somebody with Amazon, but like you're not actually competing with anybody. Like you're almost like competing against yourself. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like you look at like how like the, the best sellers go about it or like maybe not the best, but like some of the most well-known that are like selling the most, they're not afraid to like exchange game with people that they trust and like you're not really you, you are competing with them but there's so much to eat that it doesn't really matter uh i i know what you're talking about because when i watched the jordan document i tweeted about this the other day when i watched the jordan documentary bro i i'm not comparing myself to michael jordan but i used to do this no you are nah, 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 nah no, michael jordan i'm not even a sports fan but that's the guy that's the guy um but he was saying about how he like and he was on the court and he was feeling tired or whatever. And like, he, I'm going to misquote this, whatever. But he, like, he looked over to like some, some dude on the other team and he just like, he's like, what'd you say to me? And like the guy didn't even say anything. And like, he's like in, in his head, he was like made up that he was like talking smack about him. And like that gave him fuel to like yeah. go up and go. And so like, I'm all for creating enemies, honestly. Dave Portnoy, another, another uh, lovely guy, great dude. Um, 
he has a thing where like he has like his champagne bottles of like all of his enemies so when like they mess up some way somewhere down the line he like pops the bottle and they like <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know i'm all about creating like enemies and like using energy like that it's not the most positive way but to like motivate you and stuff and you know i think we're all competitive you have to be competitive to do something at the level we're doing now yeah the way i look between us is like a friendly competition it's like we're all up together but at the same time it's like you know if these guys are doing like 130 and i'm only doing 85 i'm like dude i gotta step it up like i don't want to be left behind the last thing you want to be doing is being the last person in the group you know so it keeps you on your toes a little bit well and like there's a difference between like being like in all directions like we'll give each other like constructive criticism like that's super valuable like when someone's messing up we'll tell them to give them a chance to like figure it out um and like it's really important to like protect your energy and just like completely ignore anybody that's like negative to you like it's just you have to create a bubble because they're uh their opinions just don't fucking matter like there's they're, they've, they're probably insecure they have limiting beliefs whatever they think they're better than you whatever it is and i i just i don't give a shit i feel like i feel like in in the grand scheme of things like i'm my own biggest enemy like if i'm not outperforming myself every single day if i'm not better this month than i was last month i feel like i've lost like i lost i lost a battle and i feel like that's that's a common thing that people who scale up real big real fast like we did I feel like you're always trying to compete to keep the, to keep the upward trend. Yeah. So when, you know, you, and it's not, it's not always going to like, you're going to have a bigger month in August. You're going to have a bigger month in December. Those are just, those are guarantees. Yeah. But like coming to that realization, um, this past week was like, dude, like my, like I'm, I'm, I'm the only reason I brought this up is just because like, um, actually my girlfriend, Kenna, she was like, dude, like you're competing against yourself. Like nobody's competing against you. You are competing against yourself. Like you're your own worst enemy. Cause like you're trying to outperform yourself. You're trying to like duke it out with yourself. And like now you're every single day, you're just like doing more than you should. You don't, you're not taking a break. You're not taking a breath. So like, that's kind of why I was asking you guys. Um, plus I felt like it was going to be pretty, pretty decent content. You yeah. Know? Well, <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people struggle with it like there's no i did 130 last month there's no way i'm going to do that this month yeah and that's okay because you can refine things and you can set yourself up to go crazy in a month or two mm-hmm. and as you build more capital it'll be easier to stay consistent but um especially fbm like you're pouring a lot of time and effort into fulfilling rather than sourcing and finding new opportunities um but when there's an opportunity that's like good ROI, you can easily replant it. You just got to squeeze. Like it, that's e- it's a better use of your time squeezing the hell out of it than going to look for something new. Blessing and a curse. Um, and <laughs> like I think for me personally, like uh, you know, I've uh, I've always struggled with this where where like allowing myself to feel like I've accomplished something because it it ch- treads right on the line between complacency. And I have a hard time distinguishing the two a lot of times. So like, I also don't want to say, you know, all right, I did 130 last month, right? I'm only going to do 85 this month or 50. You know, I'm going to feel like a piece of shit. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like this is terrible, whatever, whatever. But And so part of me is like, I want to wallow in that pain because I want to use that pain as motivation. 
And then the other part of me is like, all right, well, this is kind of toxic. I don't really need to feel pain about this. I can just realize that it is what it is, except the things I can't change, can't change and know the difference between the two. So it's this fine line between being motivated and allowing yourself to be like, all right, this is what it is. Let's just look forward, you know, because you can just sit in that pain and wallow. And it's real easy on Amazon too. It's just tangible numbers, you know, it's just, did you do more or less? It's, it's one number off, like yeah. one digit. So you can either feel great about yourself or feel terrible, terrible about yourself. And it's really, it's an odd thing. I don't know if that made any sense. No, no it does. Wrong. I mean, like the next step is just smoothing it out so that it's like, you have a baseline that you're hitting consistently because you've created systems to allow you to do that. And then taking complete advantage of like the crazy months, like, you know, December and, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, August. <laughs> I think, I mean, we'll see too. Like the one thing too, is like when you were talking about the ASD trade show and you were like, Oh, next year I'm going to have this, this plan out. Like one thing I did mess up, mess up on is not being able to go to that is I don't really know what to expect. So this year with December, not really quite sure what to expect, but I do know that December of 2024, oh yeah, easily gonna crack half a million. Like, there's no doubt. You just stay consistent. Yeah, I mean, if you don't do over a million, though, you're crazy. Next year, over a million. Next December, if you don't do a million in a month in December next year, you're crazy. I would, I would probably pump the brakes on that. Sorry, yeah, I was, I, yeah. I mean, I don't want mill, so. You're a limiting belief, but I mean, it's goal, but that's a you know, wants to do like our boy's been doing it for a while. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a milli out of definitely 500 no yeah. a milli that's cool. i mean let's go for it why not Shoot yeah who cares yeah it's a, a, million mo- a million a month bro just eat sleep breathe amazon imagine walking out of december with with 150 grand in your pocket okay you're gonna die of a heart attack at 35 but yeah i mean that yeah, you probably have to pay employees you would have to pay employees and then like it wouldn't be 150 all right, maybe even a hundred thousand. Let's say you it's pay fifty k for employees, seasonal college kid employees, fourteen dollars an hour. Not over here, bro. I, I gotta be paying at least twenty twenty five. Yeah, you're spoil, crazy. Just leave. Just leave. Massachusetts, just leave bro. Massachusetts, bro. That's the solution. Just move. <laughs> so spoiled over. Just move to PA. Yeah. If you, than, if you make less than twenty dollars an hour here, as just like a peon worker, like you're a peon peon, like you're a peon of a peon, like. You can't be doing less than twenty an hour here. Like it's just you're, Wisconsin you're, is still seven twenty five minimum. That's insane. I mean, <laughs> nobody pays that because like no, like you literally can't live off that. So nobody would show up to work. But but there's people that pay like probably eleven twelve, probably yeah, which is nuts. I'm yeah, I don't even know what the minimum is in Massachusetts, but I can't find a job for less than like eighteen to twenty. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy, crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, what would you say? Would you guys like more ASD? Just to wrap up this kind of combo, what would you like up? What What did you like more, ASD or United? United. United was better just because it was like located around a lot of sellers. But you learned a lot from some of like the Cali sellers. Like, you know, I, I get a lot of DMs from people in California, and like the kind of the deck is a little stacked against you with just the cost of everything out there. Um, but that you can make it work. I promise you that you just go get into a prep center early, but yeah, no, I think, uh, Amazon United was, was the better event. It was just, there was a focus on Amazon. What are we going to do for Miami seller conference? Go to Miami. We're going to go to Miami. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, I've never really like gone on vacation before. So I'm trying to like, I'm just trying to like get like a nice, really nice house. Like I'm down to shell out an extra couple hundred dollars a piece. If we like stay at like a dope house, like Airbnb. Yeah. Get a bunch of, I, I was talking to Deacon. Sorry about it. Like we should that would be out like a, a crib. That would be sick to have like 10 of us mansion we could set up blow-up mattresses if there's not enough be- bedrooms no, like, no 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 we don't do that we don't have blow-up mattresses you know we just we'll order one less bedroom than what we have and me and steven will share just like always yeah yeah like- no, that's, for the, for the culture, <laughs> you and steven will share a bed yep you love to see it every amazon event i will like it's got to be a tradition now well Ste- steven was hilarious because he just like the man shows up at two o'clock in the morning in vegas and it's just like knocking on the door. I was like 75% asleep. And I, I knew he, he just rolled in there like a bat out of hell. And I was like, oh, Christ. Dude, kid didn't sleep. Like he slept for like an hour. And then at like three in the morning, he was up brushing his teeth. He has the <laughs> loudest toothbrush I've ever heard in my life. That thing sounded yeah. like an actual razor. I thought, I thought, I was like, he comes in, he's got like no facial hair. And I thought he was shaving his face. <laughs> Dude. The dentist, the dentist has to love him. I literally, we, we, I slept in the same bed as the kid and I barely saw him the whole trip. He was just out and about doing random stuff. Which bed yeah. did you sleep in? You haven't mentioned it a few. We've only mentioned it once. Which one? Where did you sleep? I slept with Steven in a bed, bro. <laughs> Is it warm underneath his balls or are you? Nah, bro. I was big spoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. I just, um... just from, for, just for a friend. Honestly, the best thing that I got of, out of United was the breeze, the breathe rights. Bro, oh, from y'all, y'all will get y'all, as as we get to know each other more, you will start to understand that eventually you will all start living just like I live because I have figured this thing out. It's crazy, yeah. You've gone down all the ra- rabbit holes and you understand bro, everything. Bro, you'll go down. You'll you'll start taping at night because you know you're. Yeah, I ordered. Oh, the mouth breather and like mouth breathing is terrible. You start wearing the nose strips. You'll get off of chemical shampoo. Um, I gotta order that. Yeah. You'll get off of seed oil. That's the other thing. I know. I love people like, oh, you eat so clean this and that. But yeah, but like, bro, you literally let chemicals soak into your scalp twice a day. <laughs> That's like the most important part too. Like, think you about it. Shower twice a day. Yeah. Oh, you, uh, you're a in a night guy. If if I go to the gym, no, nah, actually, usually, yeah, once or twice. Okay. Depends. Depends what's going on. <laughs> if I could, bro, I'd be like three or four times a day. Like when I have my own like setup and like I'm really, really wealthy, it'll be like probably three or four times a day. You like showers that much? Bro, I was, watching, I was watching the day in life of Mark Cuban and he showers like four times a day. Bro. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, wake up, shower, eat, uh, do a quick workout, shower, go home, work on the computer, play basketball, shower. Come home, eat, shower, go to bed. Like it was like well, I swear to God, it was like three or four times a day. <laughs> like, I was like, that's my dude, bude. That's, that's wild. That's wild. I, well, I, bet, I guess you can't be a billionaire and stink. Like that's not. Oh, good. that's a good point. Yeah, the, the bar is higher. That's actually a good point. Yeah, I honestly think it's it's like a point of meditation and just a way to like step away from everything for like yeah. five ten minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah, that makes sense. Change. You know, when you come out of the shower, you just feel like you're stepping into a new. Like it's like a reset. I yeah, feel like Peter in the ice bath and like the 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 sauna and stuff. Like, oh, we didn't even yeah. tell that story about the ice bath. How you were like really, really being a you know. It was cold. It, it was, was like fifty five. I don't know what warm. you're talking about. 
That shit was cold. No, no, it was not cold. It was like, icy. It was lukewarm. You how much ice? How much ice was left in the ice machine on that floor? None. But you, you could have boiled. You could have boiled an egg in that. Thing. None. You could have boiled an egg. How cold is ice? How cold is ice? Thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit. Dude, the LMPA are soft. But I think the water was probably like sixty. Yeah, at least sixty. Maybe Fifty-five to sixty for sure. <laughs> That's bugging. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, at least, it, like, at most forty-five. No. No way. At most. How long was it sitting in there for? A while. It was that was warm water going into it. That was Vegas water. How? Yeah, dude, I can't wait to get a cold plunger in my house. You have this set up, dude. You got. Oh the, yeah, you gotta have it. It's just, I mean, that's necessary. It's it's a requirement. Because yeah. whenever I'm really stressed out, bam, done. You can call me how, or whatever. But how often do you cold plunge? Uh, not as much as I'd like. Sauna, I like more. Like sauna, like I, I enjoy more. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably like four or five times a week. Oh, that's... Yeah, I'm gripping a sauna this winter. Bro, Costco. Three Did you get a gym membership? What? No, I'm just going to grip the sauna. Bro, I... install it? Yeah. That would have been sick if we had been able to get on top of one of those buildings in New York. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, my brother works at... Uh, my brother works in Times Square. I always get it wrong. It's not J.P. Morgan Chase. It is... Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley. Yeah. See, there's two Morgans. I always get them mixed up. He works at Morgan Stanley right in Times Square. So like he was talking about like, oh, maybe we could get up on the roof and like take a picture, take pictures up top on like one of the buildings in, in Times Square. But that That's wouldn't funny. have really been fun for me because I'm terrified of heights. So I probably would just <laughs> terrified of heights, terrified of like, y'all, y'all got the pictures. Like I'm gonna be back here just chilling. Gluten. Have I shown you the picture of me hanging off the side of the building? No, you're crazy. I would no, not even see it. You're not. You, you know, got that much anxiety and you hang off buildings. You know, sure. I used to do that, right? You know, I used to like I used to have the photography blog and I used to climb all the buildings in Boston, right? How did yeah. you climb the buildings? Like you would just walk up the stairs or like what the hell? Fire escape, bro. What? Fire escape. Oh, you can't see. <laughs> you gotta get rid of the pig photo. Where are you? Are you nah. just sitting? No. No. Who's taking the photo? Dude, it was Suicide. I have a bunch of these for me hanging off. So I was I was crazy as a kid, dude. How old were you? 14, I think. Freshman year, sophomore year. All right, so we now know that you have to be a little bit insane to sell. I was a super adrenaline junkie. I kind of still am a little bit, but I've toned it down. Like yeah, I was like, super, yeah, me too. I go like skiing, like to feel something. Like I'd be like, I gotta hang off this building and feel something. <laughs> I used to, uh, I used to just like stick my ass out the window on the highway and moon people <laughs> until I until I got pulled over by the cops and like they were just they thought it was funny, but like they were like, no, nah, don't don't do that no more. Whatever gets you that rush, you know? Yeah. Noticed it's a lot of um, a little sus. You, Stevens, a couple times you mentioned that. It seems you should get excited when you talk about that. So I don't know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's going to appreciate this episode. His, his name is uh, through the mud. Yeah, let's just get Steven on the pod, bro. I mean, it, it, we, we might as well. Dude's in like Portugal. What else is he doing? Totally unscripted. Stevie, yeah. yeah, we should get him on. Stevie, bro, Ooh, I just like from I Europe. Love him talk from Europe. Yeah, he's yeah. in Portugal right now. That'd be cool. I don't want to stay up, but that's nah, all right. He doesn't sleep anyways. That's a good point. We'll talk. He, it's like midnight probably right now, right? That kid exchanges some game. Dude, He'll go on yeah. rants. Yeah, bro, he's gonna roast Max though. <laughs> Stevie Mules, Stevie Mules, buddy. He's gonna call you credit card boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's because it's like a, it's like a, he like can't stop saying it's like credit cards, credit cards, credit cards. <laughs> Steven and Max are worst enemies. I feel like they're going to, they're going to be worst enemies, but like, Nah, I'm trying to, dude. You, dude the you, first, the first Zoom we ever had with Steven, him and Max just started going. At it. We gotta, we gotta was, throw you two in the octagon. I was just sitting bro. there as like they just yelled at each other about credit cards. Nah, <laughs> not even, bro. We were just, we were just debating, but nah, I don't know, bro. I, I, I want to go out. I want to go out like, like drinking with him, bro. He's got to be the funniest dude when he gets a few in, bro. Like. You yeah, already know, like it just escalates. He just gets real, real excited. You already know he's like he's got to be stumbling around after like two or three. Just <laughs> no, he's he's put the guy. Nah, he definitely, dude. Good. He earned his name. He earned the name Stevie Mules. Like, bro, he's got to be fun. He's got to be a fun time though. He's, he's a good probably player. tearing up in Europe right now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's probably surfing, having a great time. Yeah, that's yeah. fire. Because he's got seventeen VAs and he's just got. Thank you anything that. all right anything else you guys kind of want to get into before we kind of wrap this up or I feel like we nope I think I think that's good but what are the takeaways just absolutely be meeting people before you go to the shows so then you can take full advantage of that's a huge point one last thing if you made meet a lot of people but prior to the shows you'll get warm intros so yeah. then like your homie will introduce you to his homies and then it's not forced so that, that, that would be homie hopping Kind of weird to get like noticed though, like people recognize me and I, I'm like, uh, that was kind of weird. Yeah, buddy, just homie hop. I uh, get used to it, bro. You're gonna start. You're famous and wealthy now, so. I'm famous and wealthy. I have a Twitter account, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Handsome and wealth. What's it? You uh, have you have a Twitter account called Famous and Wealthy. Yeah, that'd be a great thing to have. If you had that handle. Yeah, if you were famous and wealthy. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for, for listening to the Prep Talk Podcast, episode four. Um, but, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. Follow us on all the you know podcast uh, places, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, that sort of thing. But we'll catch you next time.